This is where Montana talks. You're listening to Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, man, I was going to start by focusing in on this uh, really, really serious stuff. But no, man, then I started uh, pulling up the uh, stack of stuff here, and we've got the messages on our Montana Talks app front and center here. And uh, this was great. This came from Cam in Billings yesterday. Came in at 10 o'clock in the morning, so it was right after we wrapped up our show, so I couldn't share it live on the air. But Cam in Billings says this, darn it. I would have totally voted for Tim N. Savage. Now, who do I vote for? Uh, Matt should stay where he's at. Uh, uh, now, what do I do? Uh, coming from an avid Rosendale supporter. That was from Cam and Billings. Yeah, you guys missed it yesterday. Tim and Savage uh, sent in a message, a big breaking news message, that he was not going to be running for the Eastern uh, Congressional District uh, here in Montana, even though everybody else appears to be running for the Eastern Congressional District in, in Montana. And uh, yeah, and then, of course, uh, we had uh, you know, a bunch of phone calls come in yesterday. We were talking about the Senate race. T Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy, the Republican U.S. Senate candidate, dropped in into our studios. He, he went and saw the breakfast flakes right before us as well. Of course, smart move, right? You know, they've got a huge following and uh, uh, they're great guys. And so, uh, so, yeah, he went and saw them. You know, some politicians, they do not like to go see the breakfast flakes, uh, especially liberal Senator John Tester. But, uh, but you know, the, the reason they don't, they don't like to go see them is because they might ask you a question that you don't like. But it's just like, hey, big deal. That's part of the job. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, they, they might ask you a question you don't like or say something you don't like, but you still get the opportunity to respond. You still get the microphone. But, uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, um, so we had a bunch of messages uh, come in here. Let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. Bob in Lewistown uh, says he called Rosendale's office in Billings. Uh, they said they cannot take campaign-related comments. Same for the Washington office. The person I talked to in Billings referring to Montanians said it would be against federal law. So much for a representative government. Bob, I think what Bob was referring to was what one of our listeners said, hey, guys, call uh, Congressman Matt Rosendale's office and encourage him to stay in the House of Representatives uh, instead of uh, remain in this Republican Senate primary right now. Uh, when we've got to focus all of our uh, attention on, on taking out liberal Senator John Tester. So that was what one of our listeners had mentioned on the, on the show yesterday. So apparently uh, apparently Bob in Lewistown did make uh, that phone call, uh, and uh, that was the response. And that, and that seems like an uh, uh, appropriate response, at least, you know, to the official office. You're not supposed to be doing campaigning in an official office or or even necessarily sharing uh, campaign-related calls. But I'm sure those calls are, were, still, uh, were still heard loud and clear. Uh, is this really from Representative, uh, 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 Representative Greg Kometz? And I, I apologize, Greg, if I pronounced your last name wrong. Um, I know we've, I, I've met you a few times and gotten a chance to hear from me. Uh, anyway, uh, just a thought for discussion. Every Democrat in Montana will vote for Rosendale. You know what? They they were talking about crossing over voting in the Republican primary to try to get uh, Rosendale on the ticket instead. Uh, and uh, Rosendale was bragging about it, too. Hey, fresh off his endorsement from President Donald J. Trump, Navy SEAL Purple Heart veteran Tim Sheehy in the house. He joined us in studio on Montana Talks on Wednesday's show. 
you missed it? Well, hey, that's all right. If you missed it, don't worry. Download the Montana Talks app on your smartphone, and you've got that full audio plus all of the callers who called in after and much more. All four hours of Montana Talks, it's always there. On-demand button on the Montana Talks app on your phone. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, I got a bunch of a bunch more messages that came in on our Montana Talks app. I should just share every single one of those because I didn't didn't get a chance to get to all of them yesterday, and then we've had more come in in the meantime. Uh, but first, we've got a caller already on the phone line, so let's jump right into the phone lines here. Steve in Ballantyne. Good morning. What's going on? Good morning, Aaron. Well, you know, you were, they were, you were just discussing about you know, the Democrats going all in and voting for uh, Rosendale. But, you know, this is, I've, I've, I've kind of told a few other people this over the last year. So, um, yeah, we should be concerned about something like that. But when Zinke was running for Congress, uh, you know, we know the western part of the state is a stronghold for the, for the Democrats. When he was running for that uh, House position there out in west you can guarantee that democrats brought in and did all they could to defeat zinke and he ended up winning by like eight thousand votes on their end of the state Mm -hmm. so by saying that um you know you you know they threw every every everything they could oh yeah you know they did totally did so but Right. So, but you know, so by if they decide to go all in and try to do something, something like that to put uh, Rosendale in there, I don't think they got the numbers. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think they have the numbers. I don't think they're going to have the numbers in a in the Republican primary, especially in a, a Donald Trump year. But uh, but yeah, I think you know James Connor, who's with the Flathead Memo. He's a liberal blogger, but he's actually one of the honest ones, and uh, and so it's interesting to read what he has to say. But he had he was mentioning months ago how Democrats were going to were, were looking at not only doing what they're doing right now, which is funding uh, ads promoting Rosendale, and then funding ads attacking Sheehy because the Democrats and Tester want Rosendale to be the, the guy they face once again in November. It's just a fact, people, uh, that, that that they would also look at crossover voting in the Republican primary because in Montana, we don't register by party. So so you, you, you're going to get all the ballots for all the political parties in the mail, and then you choose one, and you vote that one primary ballot, and, you send, and that's the one you send back in, or that's the one you vote on Election Day. And so – uh, so yeah, yeah, but but I I do agree with you. I don't I don't think they're going to have the numbers. Um, I and and I think given the fundraising difference and if the polling uh, is is accurate, I, I I think even crossover Democrat uh, voters won't matter. But but boy, yeah, they they sure. They, I mean, you're you're exactly right. They knew that Ryan Zinke uh, was was most likely to win that Western Congressional District. The Democrats were really hoping they could at least gerrymander that seat, pull off a victory there. But but you know, but Ryan Zinke was able to pull it off, even though he faced you know similar kind of intra Republican party attacks and 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 also faced you know all, all the fire coming from the Democrats. 
uh, he still pulled it off, thankfully. And I think he'll be even stronger this uh, this reelection this year. Right. Well, like I said, you know, even if the worst scenario, they did get uh, Rosendale, you know, through the primary and getting to go against Hesser. I just, like I said, they threw everything they can. You know they did. They probably brought in so many college kids. They did all they could to, to defeat Zinke, and and he it was like 8,000 votes. So, you know, I, I, I think the numbers are in our favor. That's all I'm saying. I so. sure hope so. I sure hope so. Yeah, it's tough because you don't want to go, go into it uh, overconfident, especially with the most important Senate race in the country. Well, and then also the Democrats had a horrible candidate, uh, frankly, in Monica Tranel. I mean, she was just a really bad. They've always just fielded really bad congressional candidates. Uh, and but but, you know, it's par for the course. You know, you think about it. Um, John Tester cares about John Tester. He doesn't. Do you think John Tester cares if the Democrats are in a super minority in the legislature right now? No. John Tester has sat back for the last 10 years and watched the Democrat Party just implode all around him. But as long as he saves his own seat, as long as he keeps racking up the millions while serving in the U.S. Senate, he don't care what happens to the rest of the party because it's his party. And he's going to make sure that it benefits John Tester. Uh, We had some more messages on our Montana Talks app. This one came in last night from a listener in Columbia Falls. This is pretty funny. The listener in Columbia Falls says, I heard Joe Biden has started a federal investigation into this Jill woman who keeps following him around. (laughs) uh, Let's see. DJ Columbia Falls. This one came in last night. Matt must not run for Senate. His actions will rebound against everything our RNC has accomplished thus far and open up more room for actions by all socialist DNC members nationally and locally in Montana. That was from, uh, oh, it looks like Don of Columbia Falls. Scott in Billings actually sent this one in yesterday morning. Some reason I missed it. Um, we had so many messages and calls coming in, but he said this. Uh, does does Matt, does Congressman Rosendale think this will help him in a reelection in the future? Uh, he really needs to stay in his lane. Far as I'm concerned, the damage is done for any kind of re-election in the future. I don't know. I think most folks think that that if he runs for the House again, he'd he'd be fine running for the House again and and again. Um, but but that, in fact, that's why a lot of his friends and supporters are are encouraging him to do just that: stay in the House because they want him to stay in the fight. Uh, they don't want him to run for the Senate and then lose again and then be completely out of the fight altogether. Oh, and then we had a funny message from Kendall and Laurel. Now, I didn't post this on the Montana Talks website, but somebody posted it on the KBUL Billings website. It was a piece by uh, by Nick Northern. Ten celebrities we want to see move to Montana. And Kendall nailed it. I don't want to see any of your picked celebrities move to Montana. <laughs> How about zero celebrities move to Montana? That was Kendall and Laurel. So I, I don't know who put that story on our Billings radio station website, but uh, I, I don't control the Billings radio station website. So if you see some nonsense there, that wasn't me. Good morning, everybody. It's time for your Daybreak Egg Report. I'm Russell Nimitz, and thanks for being with us here on the Western Egg Network. Well, the oil and gas industries continue to be very important to our rural economies out here in the West. Unfortunately, though, oil and gas wars in states like Colorado are still alive and well with the anticipated introduction of a bill to ban the entire industry. Our network's Rachel Gable has more about the bill 
to kill the drill. Draft bill expected to be sponsored by Senator Sonia Yaquez-Lewis of Boulder County and Weld County Senator Kevin Priola seeks to ban oil and gas drilling in the state. The bill would cease the issuance of new oil and gas permits prior to 2030. The draft bill also requires the reduction of permitting in the two years prior, and all drilling on permitted wells must begin prior to the end of 2032. Kate Schwartz, who is the Director of State Government Affairs for the American Petroleum Institute, said it is only one of four oil and gas bills expected to be introduced in the coming days. To your point, in 2019, we were told that the oil and gas wars were over. The legislature passed Senate Bill 181, which was a total rehaul of the entire oil and gas code. And many of these concepts act as a repeal of that effort. Um, And they show that these legislators aren't really looking for clean and safe oil and gas, as they said in 2019, but they're really looking to ban our industry. This is about as outright of a ban as we've seen. Senator Priola, who represents oil and gas production heavy Weld and Adams County, is expected to sponsor yet another bill that will outlaw internal combustion engines sold in Colorado, phase out gas furnaces, amend off-road diesel fleet vehicle standards, and pause seasonal oil and gas drilling in May through September. Priola has not responded to requests for comments. For the Fence Post Magazine and Western Ag Network, I'm Rachel Gable. All right, thanks a lot, Rachel. Now, to read more about this oil and gas ban bill in Colorado, you can visit us online at westernagnetwork.com or check out our Facebook page. Stay with us. We'll have more ag news right after this. When the night calls for a celebration, you can go all out or you can stay all in. Just you and your loved one enjoying juicy beef tenderloin steaks. Sounds like a night worth celebrating. (laughs) Together, we bring more. Fire up your date nights at beefitswhatsfordinner.com. Funded by Beef Farmers and Ranchers. Do rising interest rates have you concern? Hi, I'm Blake Hotman. At Montana Livestock Ag Credit, we provide operating loans, term loans, and long-term fixed real estate loans farmers and ranchers across Montana. Our rates are consistently lower than the competition with no loan fees on operating and term loans. Montana Livestock is here to keep more money in your pocket. Give us a call at 1-800-332-3405 to talk to one of our officers or look us up at ag-credit.com. Well, Agriculture Secretary Tom Pilsack told members of the House Ag Committee yesterday that agricultural producers are going to face chaos in the marketplace if Congress doesn't address the impact of the U.S. Supreme Court ruling over California's Proposition 12 in 2022. The court's ruling right now appears to grant the ability of states to dictate farm production practices to producers outside their state borders and ignore federal food safety standards. For the Western Egg Network, I'm Russell Nimitz. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh man, this looks like a crazy story out of Bozeman. 
Let's, Jay, thanks for that message on our Montana Talks app. I need to mention that one here in just a second. So, so the big story that I had planned on starting the show with this morning, and of course things never go to plan, but that's all right. That's what we love about this show is we take your phone calls, uh, we get your messages on our app, so you never know what all we're going to talk about. But we, we still uh, definitely um, cover the, the biggest stories of the day, whether, whether today it happens to be a national story or whether today it happens to be a local story. Uh, so this big, uh, you know, smelly piece of propaganda that came, I don't know what else we want to call it, this this storyline that came out yesterday afternoon, you guys know what I'm talking about, the balloon went up. Boy, you know, like, man, all of a sudden on, on the national news, they're like, well, there's, there's a real big threat. There's a real big threat. We can't tell you what it really is, but there's a really, really, really big threat right now. Uh, I mean, they were making it sound like, holy cow, guys, Russia's about to nuke us. And you guys heard, so the initial, did you guys, like, hear, hear the, this this sensational reporting and the, the Biden administration dancing around it? Well, we can't really tell you what the story is here, but we're going to try to get it declassified so we can tell you what the story is here. But there's a really, really major threat here. And it sounded like the way it was initially being spun was like, okay, guys, if you don't give more money to Ukraine, Russia's going to nuke us. That's what that's what the report sounded like, uh, right? It was like, well, if you don't give more money to Ukraine, uh, Russia's going to nuke us. It was like this threat to the Republicans in Congress. Give more money to Ukraine or Russia's going to nuke us. I'm like, okay, logically, that doesn't even I, – I see how you guys are trying to spin this, but logically, that doesn't track – I, okay, so so Putin's gonna uh, gonna <laughs> gonna reward us for giving money to Ukraine? Like that just doesn't even make any sense. And then, oh, it sounds like actually the the reason the threat was being made is because it actually comes to you know government spying capabilities. That's what they're trying to get across the finish line. But either way, um, there was this morning we have you know that big national story that also has a very interesting local connection. Right before the show started this morning, I heard this guy, I heard this interview uh, with this guy who is an expert on space capabilities, uh, nuclear weapons as well. And this guy was talking about apparently what they're saying the threat likely is from Russia. And this guy was tied it, it tied that conversation in with the Sentinel missile system upgrade here in Montana. And he said how basically the Biden Air Force right now is slow walking this Sentinel missile upgrade. But but either way, I was thinking, OK, so if we have this big uh, Russia threat to space, shouldn't we be investing in more stuff like that instead of giving a bunch of money to illegal aliens and all these other countries shouldn't we be investing more in our own domestic space defense capabilities and second off remember how they mocked donald trump when he created the space force kc police chief Stacey Graves says three in custody, at least one weapon has been recovered by police, but didn't give motive or reveal their identities of the suspects allegedly behind the mass shooting of the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade. I'm heartbroken. That's Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas. 
One person is dead, a local, a beloved radio station DJ, more than 21 others injured, including 11 kids, nine of which suffered gunshot wounds. House Intelligence Chair Mike Turner describes a serious national security threat. He wants President Biden to declassify intel related to it. Sources tell me that the threat does concern Russian capability, noting the potential seriousness is grave, but it's not immediate. If Russia did put nukes in space, it would break the 1967 Outer Space Treaty, which bans nuclear weapons in outer space. Fox's Brooke Singman reporting. America's listening to Fox News. All right, so you heard a little bit about that, uh, you know, Russia intelligence story there. I'm going to play that, that that interview I was telling you about about this space expert who was uh, tying uh, tying in this this big story on the national front with the Sentinel missile system upgrade uh, that is about to get underway here in Montana. By the way, I'm, I'm going to play that audio for you. Our producer Travis did a quick turnaround and uh, snagged that audio for us. So I'll play that here in just a few minutes. But first, we've got another uh, caller on the phone lines, Gary in Billings. Thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning, Aaron. Thanks for taking my call. Last night, I was going through the channels, and they had two negative uh, commercials, really well done, slamming Rosendale, and he's against the Social Security, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if you can pull that up, but I, I, I wonder where that's coming from. Yeah, uh, who knows? Um, yeah, well, and that's kind of what a lot of people expected was like, okay, you know, before before Rosendale officially jumped into the Senate race, you know, he was taking shots at Steve Daines, he was taking shots at, at, at Tim Sheehy, and, but nobody was really firing back at him. But, but once he officially jumped into the race, well, then it's kind of game on, which is, again, which is exactly why a lot of friends of Congressman Rosendale were saying, Matt, stay in the House. Uh, yeah, I, so I, when I was doing my show prep this morning, I saw, I think it was a Washington Examiner piece, Veterans Group launches seven-figure ad against Matt Rosendale in Montana. Was that, was it like a veterans-related ad that you saw? Was that one of them? I'm not really sure, but there were two different ones. It was really well done. I mean, it, it just painted him as uh, not for Montana. He's so wrapped up in himself his ego and but maybe you can pull that up and i thought it didn't take very long to to expose him uh of all the things he has has uh done and not done yeah no i haven't seen that one you're talking about um i'm assuming it's but it must be by some 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 sort of conservative outside group uh political action committee or something like that uh, because I know, like you know, for example, Tim Sheehy was in the house yesterday, and 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 I I went to one of his meet and greet events, and 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 he's like, you know what? He's like, I'm focusing on John Tester. I'm taking the fight to John Tester, and so that's what he's focusing on. Uh, he's not even focused on the the Republican infighting. He's going to be focused on on taking the fight to John Tester. I know Tim Sheehy. I, I've actually got uh, one of his ads. Uh, Fox News had a story about it. Uh, he's got a, a big uh, digital, I think, advertisement featuring his uh, endorsement from President Trump. So um, I can play that one for you after the break. But, yeah, Gary, um, we'll see if we can track that one down. Maybe our producer, Travis, can find uh, that ad. I just you know, I don't watch TV much anymore. And even if I do, I miss the commercials. So, uh, so Gary, thanks for flagging that one for me. I should start. I should start at least uh, kind of doing a, a campaign ad watch because, man, the. The Adam Schiff is going to be flying for the next several months, that's for sure. Uh, all right, let's see. Um, 
Oh, yeah, this nuclear expert talking about the Sentinel missile upgrade. I'm going to start there right after this, too. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, I'm going to get uh, back into your phone calls here in just a second, but I do want to play this audio. I meant to play it much earlier. Uh, First, let's do a scene setter for you here. Lawmakers are sounding alarms over a national security threat facing the country, but the nature of the threat remains classified. Some sources have told Fox News that the threat could concern Russian Russia, Russian capabilities in space. The House Intel Chair Mike Turner is calling on President Biden to declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. It's possible this information was collected using FISA Section 702, which the House was going to vote to reauthorize this week with amendments until Speaker Johnson pulled it from the floor yesterday. If that is what is happening, it would also violate a 1967 nuclear treaty covering nukes in space. All right. So anyway, yeah, so it sounds like uh, this propaganda is being trotted out there. Uh, mainly to justify uh, a, a reauthorization of 702, which uh, <laughs> if that's what's really happening here, a hey, Speaker Johnson, hold your position, stand firm. Uh, that's my take here. But anyway, listen to this. Uh, this I, I literally right before the show, I was I was listening to a little bit more of the earlier coverage on Fox and Friends, and Brian Kilmeade interviews this guy, and listen to what he says about the Sentinel missile system. Remember, we have uh, these nuclear missile silos here in Montana, and they're about to undergo a major, massive, historic upgrade. Uh, So when he says the Sentinel system, that's what he's referring to. Our next guest serves as the first chief software officer for the Air Force and Space Force. Nicholas Shaylan joins us now. Nicholas, your reaction to this intelligence information, is that new to you? It's not new to us, but I think it's uh, pretty uh, concerning that uh, Russia will be considering violating the Outer Space uh, Treaty. Not only this would enable them to target satellites and communications and GPS capabilities, but it also, more importantly, would be able to potentially be an EMP that could target the entire U.S. grid and all electronics. Uh, So this is way beyond space, and this would be a new Mm -hmm. capability that we have effectively uh, no defense against. And you knew about this when? You know, I think it's been a, a couple of years that uh, people have been tracking this kind of discussion. You know, China is also uh, specifically looking at uh, a lot of capabilities in space. You know, the the outer space treaty is, is uh, preventing uh, uh, co- countries to, to deploy uh, capabilities uh, in space like that. But uh, that's not been stopping them to, to consider it and start even uh, designing these uh, capabilities. You know, what's even more concerning is the fact that the U.S. right now has this program called Sentinel that's supposed to be replacing our 1970s ICBM ground missiles. And that program is now uh, slipping with two years delays and 35 billion over budget, 35 percent 
of the budget is now over uh, budget. And what's uh, critical there that's compounded by the fact that the Air Force uh, Chief Information Officer has been pushing uh, very recently, uh, you know, selected about uh, 11 months ago uh, to push this anti-innovation culture and preventing technologies to help airmen and guardians uh, to innovate. Did you say the Air Force? You say the Air Force? Is stopping innovation? Anyway, so yeah, so anyway, that was very interesting. He was basically making the point that the Air Force is dragging their feet, that the Biden Air Force for the last two years have been dragging their feet on this nuclear missile upgrade system. So that was very interesting. All right, let's get into the phone lines here. We've got a few callers on the line. Tim and Savage first up. Tim, what's going on? Hey, good morning. Well, first of all, the, the true national security threat is that we have a corrupt uh, Biden family who is he has uh, lusted for the presidency for the last 30-plus years, and now we have a senile old man in the final throes of dementia occupying the Oval Office, and that's the true national security threat. That's right, on all fronts, uh, right. in the skies, in space, uh, on the ground below, on the borders. Uh, by the way, did you hear that message on our app? You know, people are very disappointed that you are not one of the uh, 55 people running for Congress in eastern Montana. <laughs> Sounds like I would have gotten at least a vote or two if I if I'd gone for it. So, hey, you know, know. maybe maybe I'll keep the pack open and keep raising money, <laughs> or just jump in at the last minute. You know, like hey, you know, I'm not raising uh, any money, but here I am. Here I am. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I have uh, a prediction that I sure hope I'm wrong about, but I I don't know. Um, my my final prediction is that Tester is going to reoccupy his seat because what's going to happen is that Matt and Tim are going to spend the next four months tearing each other to shreds because in Montana, the R's are going to vote R, the D's are going to vote D, and the success of the Republican Party these last couple, three election cycles has been because they've been able to sway those independents. But what's going to happen is they're going to tear each other apart so much that the, the those independents, uh, that tight group of people in the middle that get swayed one way or the other, they're going to see that uh, between Tim and Matt, they don't want either one of them after they get done tearing each other apart. And we're going to send uh, send the flip flop back to D.C. for another six. Well, look, it's that's, it's that's an uphill prediction. it's an uphill fight, no matter you know, regardless. I mean, look, I mean, even Tim Sheehy mentioned it yesterday. You know, they're going to be outspent. It's just going to happen. Um, but 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 so so yeah, it's an uphill fight, no matter who the Senate candidate is. Which is another reason, which is like. Okay, you know, like that's why the GOP has to unite right now to win this fight. We can't just wait till June, July, or August. Uh, on a lighter note, did you see the Babylon B headline? One of the the latest Babylon B headlines: Devout Catholic Joe Biden yeah. gives up cognitive tests for Lent. So he's a <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, uh, well, and it's just showing how devout he is. I mean, he has given up those cognitive tests for the last two years because. Yeah. He is the most qualified person to be president. He, he screamed that the other day. It's a moving show of piety and devotion, as the Babylon <laughs> Bee points that, yeah. out. Uh, All right. the, bee is, the bee is great. That's right. Hey, next week, uh, Seth Dillon himself uh, is going to be here uh, for the Billings Christian School Banquet. It's going to be incredible. Tim, great to see you last week in Glendive. Thanks for calling in. Uh, let's see. Uh, next up, who do we got? Uh, uh, Nancy and Roundup, did you have something quick for us this morning? Or is that who's that? Tim That's Billings. Tim. Okay. Oh, I went to. I thought I was. Uh, okay. Well, Tim, go ahead. Yeah, and then we'll get to Nancy next. So, uh, this national security threat. I mean, 
these guys are playing, I don't know, man. It's like watching a couple of kids play checkers. Oh, my God. The public is outraged that we're, we want to send $96 billion to Ukraine. We better we better make them scared. You know, it's, the, the real, real <laughs> yeah. threat to me is the fact that you've got Jake Sullivan saying that, no, we don't need to revive the FISA program, you know, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. We don't need to revise that and require that we get warrants on American citizens, which is what the Constitution says we should do, what the Fourth Amendment says we should do, because that is not in our national interest. That's not in our best national interest. What a bunch of horse pucky. These people are a bunch of freaking tyrants. Yeah. Well, if their if their scare campaign is, hey, hey, reauthorize 702, give Ukraine more money or the, or the Russians are going to nuke us in space. You guys have been abusing your spy powers to spy on Trump and to spy on innocent American citizens. Maybe if we restricted your spying powers, you would actually focus on spying on the people that want to nuke us in space instead of spying on exactly Trump all the right. freaking time. Right. And maybe exactly we shouldn't right. be giving money to all these other countries because we need to defend ourselves from giving nuked in space exactly right back to missoula again must be an election year john tester needs a fundraiser so all the missoulians are gonna pack into washington grizzly stadium and listen to eddie vetter mumble <sighs> for two and a half hours stupid pearl john jam Tester's concert 65 times <laughs> yeah, I, oh, anybody who still gets excited about Pearl Jam, I, I mean, come on. Go buy a new flannel shirt and stop destroying America. If you're still getting excited about Pearl Jam, they only come here to give an illegal campaign contribution to John Tester. It should, exactly. be, a, it should be a violation of federal election law, and it should not happen at Washington Grizzlies Stadium. Yeah, what a joke. Hey, Tim, thanks for the call. Great to hear from you. Nancy and Roundup, uh, hey, hey, what's on your mind? Um, what's going on is that, uh, well, Mayorkas, I'm uh, really surprised that so many Americans wonder why he was impeached. You know, we can't have uh, the bread buttered on both sides. You're going to have to support our government when it works for us and uh, protest when it doesn't. Uh, Mayorkas committed federal crimes, and he got what he deserved, and I'm hoping the Senate comes through for us. And I, I'm, I, this shooting in Kansas, I find very suspicious because it keeps the identity of the uh, three suspects uh, so, so hidden. And I'm guessing, I got a gut feeling they might be illegal aliens that committed this horrible, horrible, heartbreaking, tragic uh, crime. Well, and interestingly enough, Nancy, that ties into a question about this uh this big arrest uh, that took place in Bozeman, Montana, as well, that Jay told us about. Uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, thanks for the call. i got to hit our hard break right now. Sorry. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. you got to win the elections first. And the system we have is the one we're stuck with. It's not the one you wish you had. That's the message that I think Republicans need to learn from this. Democrats will lie about abortion. They're going to demagogue abortion. They're going to demagogue the border. They're actually going to make the case it's not Joe Biden's fault, not ours. It's Republicans' fault. They didn't support the bill. No, Republicans said they're not going to support a bill that gives, after we've given $75 billion to Ukraine, uh, that gives them another 60-some-odd billion more dollars before they secure the border first. They're insisting on it. They have the right position, but they got to sell it better. 
And Republicans better get their Adam Schiff together on the issue of abortion and have a clear message. Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today, right here. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Now, you've heard me talking about Burner, B-Y-R-N-A, and their pistol. It is a less lethal pistol, in this case, that you can rely on if you're ever in a situation where you need protection. Their pistol fires powerful deterrents like tear gas and kinetic ammo. And listen to the story from Marvin, a Special Forces vet. And Marvin fired his burner from 40 feet away as three unwanted people tried to enter his home. All three went down for 30 minutes, enough time for the police to arrive and for him to get to safety. Now, he said using a burner was no problem for him. And he simplifies it by saying you buy a car, you need car insurance. If you've got a life, you need life insurance. And burner is it. Now, government agencies, police departments now across the country, they are now relying on the non-lethal option of Burner. Now, Burner is proudly American. They can ship directly to your home. It's, go to Burner. Watch their videos. Burner, B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity. You'll get 10% off any purchase. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity. Real tax relief advocates. Real solutions for real people. Wait a minute, you mean to tell me Beyonce is going country? First I heard the song, I was like, that ain't country. Starts at 8, registration at 7.30. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Springs Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Ah, see, it happened again. I get so excited to start taking phone calls. I never played the audio. I told Gary and Billings I was going to play for him. I, I was saying how, hey, look, there's going to be groups that are going to be, you know, attacking this guy, attacking that guy, etc. Propping up this guy, propping up that guy when it comes to this big U.S. Senate race here in Montana. But uh, Tim Sheehy... A Republican Senate candidate, Navy SEAL veteran who popped into our studios yesterday said he's going to keep focused uh, on on taking out liberal Senator John Tester instead of focusing on attack, attacking other Republicans. Here is a yeah, there's a Fox News headline. Former Navy SEAL launches massive six figure ad by promoting Trump endorsement in key race. President Trump is endorsing former Navy SEAL Tim Sheehy for the United States Senate. Trump says Sheehy is a political outsider who is strong on the border, strong on our military and vets, and strong on our Second Amendment. Trump calls Sheehy an American hero and a highly successful businessman who will beat John Tester. Tim Sheehy is the Trump-endorsed conservative who will put America first. I'm Tim Sheehy, and I approve this message. All right, there you go, Gary and Billings. That's the ad I was telling you about. Uh, let's see. Um, Jay in Bozeman uh, sent us this message here just a few minutes ago. Uh, he says this, frightening news out of Bozeman. Seems a group of innocent asylum seekers are driving around stabbing people in Bozeman. Uh have we confirmed if these are asylum seekers or illegal aliens? Is that in the story here? I don't. Uh, anyway, Jay, it, it, I'm just trying to scan it uh, real, real quickly here. It, it, it doesn't uh, say whether these folks are American citizens, whether they are illegal aliens or so-called asylum seekers. But anyway, uh, let's see. A police presence near the intersection of Bogart Place and Story Street in Bozeman on Wednesday morning saw over a dozen individuals detained. This is Bozeman, people. 
leading to two arrests for attempted homicide. According to a post from the Bozeman Police Department's Facebook page, the detainments and eventual arrests were made in connection to an attempted homicide that transpired this weekend. Uh, let's see. Uh, police say that the attempted homicide occurred downtown, but that the suspects were located at a residence near the aforementioned intersection. This is from uh, uh, MontanaRightNow.com. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Again, I'm, I'm not seeing anything about immigration status uh, or whether they're American citizens or not in this story. But let's see. Here we go. From the Bozeman Police Department. Quote, we've made two arrests charged both of them with attempted deliberate homicide and tampering with physical evidence. The two individuals we arrested is an Andres Felipe Lara Gonzalez and a Santiago Machado Echeverry. So uh, that's the two folks that were arrested there. Nancy in Roundup, uh, she says, how come we're not hearing about the suspects that were arrested in that Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl celebration shooting? Uh, I don't know, Travis, have you heard any of the news updates? Have they identified the suspects or said anything, any more details? I mean, we've got video of the suspects, don't we? Because that, that hero, uh, Chiefs fan, went and tackled uh, one of the guys, right? Uh, good job by him, by the way. But uh, I did see John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, at PVT Joker US. I think he shared one of the videos showing these uh, suspects, I think, getting arrested. Or maybe it was the video also of them getting tackled by the, the uh, hero Chiefs fan. Uh, and uh, anyway, let's just say John Jackson made the point that these are not white supremacists uh, who are featured in the video uh, that were responsible for this shooting. And this, uh, so that we do know that that apparently we do know is that they were not white supremacists. Uh, uh, speaking of white supremacists, um, I thought Joe Biden said that domestic white extremists were the biggest uh, threat to this country. Now we're hearing about, you know, the Russians wanting to nuke us in space. Can we focus on that a little bit more, Joe? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Oh, oh but you want your spy powers so you can spy on Trump a little more, don't you?